0: Oh god almighty did it have to be the Oscars to bring us the fuck back in. Well, you you would have figured, hey,
1: if something's gonna make us stink, hey, why don't we start off with the Golden Globes? I mean that tries to be as edgy and in, in depth as the Oscars, but then again That to...
0: was nothing That was nothing and that's my favorite one And that well, went it... from that went from cool to boring as hell
1: Well, main reason being that one of his favorite, one of the better, if not one of his most favorite comedians, hosted it four times and kind of kept people on their toes. And to an extent, you had two actresses who made it fun, lighthearted, and weren't afraid to throw a couple jabs. But now, with the last two hosts being, of course, you have... (laughs) hey, I'm not nervous, you know? (laughs) And then the last one being... person who's known for other stuff. I'm not going to say by association. But yes, ladies and gentlemen, it seems like it was the the ultimate of awards shows that brings back movie confessions from our long-awaited hibernation. If you must know, all of us, myself, John, and Amanda, we live on the East Coast. We had a blizzard. We had to tough it out. And by God, we survived. I'm pretty sure I got frostbite somewhere, but in other words, I'm fine. John, You should have seen him. He had to tackle, kill, and skin a bear with his bare hands. He has a bitchin' bear suit.
0: Okay.
1: And Amanda, oh, let me tell you something. She trekked through the snow, through the cold, just to get five feet out her door and said, fuck this, I'm coming back inside.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, if I was Elsa, the cold
0: never bothered me me anyway. Yep, exactly. So... We are back.
2: But I'm not Elsa.
0: <laughs> so, where do we well,
1: start? Well, I guess just saying, obviously, quick with updates is basically, yes, you know, as, as I think John had mentioned with our last, last one, if we took a break to recuperate, enjoy the holidays, and realize, okay, with the new year, what direction we should go with. I mean, obviously, with the, In Case You Missed It, that's going to be... Something redone in another way. You know, bear with us on that. Whoever the hell listens to me ramble and John just comment about next in that sense. But, uh... <laughs> next! Yes. <laughs> so, I guess, obviously, one of the first things, I guess, we, we should kind of just get through anyways is, yes, the 90th Academy Awards is coming up. Obviously, the award shows are coming this way. And I got to say, like, I guess, if anything, we can kind of just skim through with the no- with the key nominations.
0: You go right I- ahead. Because... okay.
1: So, um, obviously, with known, the known thing, they obviously expand Best Picture for some reason for, you know, to nine people, all that stuff. So, we have Dunkirk, Lady Bird, Phantom Thread, Shape of Water, three boardboards out of Ebbing, Missouri. Which, uh, from the way things are going, it seems like three billboards is going to get, you know... I mean, let's face it. That and Lady Bird has kind of been the story-ish elements there. Um, Shape of Water, definitely kind of the creature thing. I mean, Dunkirk, you and I saw Dunkirk, and it's like, yep, that was something that was very much intriguing. And mm-hmm. uh, I think I actually might be missing one. So bear with me, uh, lady and gents, about a second, because I don't know, I'm, I think I pulled up the wrong thing. So just uh, any comments in regards to those particular ones at the moment, like with those type of nominations?
0: No,
2: I think it's all good. Wonder Amanda? Woman should have had something. Okay. Um, well,
0: he, this gonna say, is where we're going to talk about it.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, um, if you want to just, like, talk about, like, at least that, that the big elephant, which is the fact, like, with Wonder Woman, um, do you want to comment on that now, or do you want to just kind of, like, wait until we get to more, like, obviously, after everything, we say, okay, this is why it happened. What do you think, John?
0: Uh, I think that should be last. Go through the oh. list.
1: Okay, so, alright, I actually got the official list, I'm gonna put that one away, okay? So, basically, it is Call Me By Your Name, an LGBT film, The Darkest Hour, Winston Churchill, Dunkirk, Get Out, Lady Bird, Phantom Thread, The Post, Shape of Water, and Three Billboards. So, it, again, might be Three Billboards, possibly Lady Bird. Personal preference for me would have been between Dunkirk or Get Out, in my opinion, how I'll even take The Shape of Water. So, that was kind of something for me anybody say like you know what you're fine with at least i'm giving it the three billboards or a ladybird
2: um i don't
0: know i mean i think i'm going with ben on it i think the, 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 everybody wants the three billboard one to win right
1: I think that, yeah, for the way it looks, it's like that's probably where everyone's going to go for, which, again, I have nothing against it. I heard good things, and it is an interesting type of story and whatnot, believe me. I, I get it. it. It's just the fact, like, you know, I again, with Dunkirk, that I felt really kind of brought back an old sense of film where it's like it was no verbal. He really worked his ass off with the cinematography to with the, with the filming and sound and score. It's like, yes, that was an experience, and that really felt like old Hollywood right there. And for me with Get Out, to me, out of all the bunch, that's my favorite film out of these nine, because I just love the risk that Jordan Peele took, I love the story, the acting, the fact that they did so much with a little budget that they had to focus on story and structure and character, it's like, yes, this is essential when it comes to these type of movies, overall. So, I mean, do do, do you have any type of comment with the post, by any chance? Because I know people are kind of like, ah, whatever. Is that your comment on that?
0: What, what, uh, What Barrow Street? Tom
1: Hanks. Well,
0: it's a it's a movie I've ever I've actually wanted to go and see, but I haven't gotten the chance to see it because we had the snowstorm and stuff, and that convoluted everything. But uh, when we get to the end, I'll you know I'll I'll actually talk about the movies that I've seen before. You know, after the break, go ahead.
1: No problem. Okay, so let's get into obviously actors, and this is going to be like a quick skim through best performance. We have Daniel Day Lewis, Denzel Washington. Timothy Chalamet, Daniel Kaluuya, and Gary Oldman. Oldman's going to walk away with this, which is like, you know what? This is that whole, like, it's kind of his time. He might not get it again, even though it's like, yeah, would have loved to seen Kaluuya or Chalamet get this. But you know what? They're young. They're in. They're going to get back in, and they're going to win eventually. So it's like, you know what? I do. I, it would be nice if one of them won, but I'm fine at least with Oldman winning, even though I know most people did not like the fact he played Churchill because Churchill is considered a controversial figure in the U.K. regardless. Washington was Washington in the sense of like of course when he does well he gets the nomination I would really hope that he does one day get a third Oscar because let's face it that would be something well earned and as for Day-Lewis as much as you know it's like yeah last film whatever but that's just me anybody any comments on those
0: not me
2: Amanda nope I'm good
1: Okay. okay best actors Frances McDormand three billboards most likely she's gonna get it Meryl Streep for The Post. Shirsha Ronan, and if I'm butchering that, I'm sorry, I'm trying my best. Margot Robbie for Itania, because I'm highly queen, y'all. And Sally <laughs> Hawkins in the Shape of Water. Uh, McDormand might walk away with this, again. Um, I love I love Frances McDormand. Uh, with Ronan, this is her third award. Uh, Margot Robbie, her first. Mine won't be her last. Meryl Streep beat her record with this 21st nomination, which at this point is kind of like, you know. Um, even though with all the things that's been said about her, all the baggage she brings, and the type of person she is, it's like, you know what? Do you Could you say there really is no bad Meryl Streep performances,
0: technically? Like she's, uh, a, I don't remember the movies, but there are one or two that I'm like, eh, you're okay, you're 50-50, but I, for some weird reason, you're going with who for this?
1: Uh, well, no, Frances McDormand, because she's been sweeping it up. And right, okay, right. I AC. think...
0: I think they're going to give it to Margot Robbie.
1: I would say I would agree with that, but the thing was, they mm-hmm. gave Emma Stone it last year, so they probably want to get an older actress this year, which is funny because it's like, yeah, McDormand mm-hmm. technically has an Oscar. Right. She won for she won for Fargo, which I love that performance. It was actually on a while ago, and I just love, obviously, when I think this guy's basically putting Buscemi into the chipper. It's just like, hands up, police. And she's like saying, how the hell do I get his attention? He's not listening to me. It's like, yeah, because there's so much noise.
0: Yeah, I, l- I love that scene too.
1: Okay, so but people for the most part, there's a slim chance that Sally Hawkins might get it from The Shape of Water because it was mostly a nonverbal performance as I'm told. So again, we're going to lean primarily with McDormand when it comes to this type of thing. If Robbie does get it, again, I think the fact that the controversy involving Tanya because like, oh, why are we kind of galvanizing or praising her? with all that controversy so that might be kind of a thing um again with shearsha ronan it's probably like yeah something whatever i mean again it's just that's just how it is so let's get into best supporting and i'm pretty sure john might have something to say about one of the people christopher Plummer for all the money in the world richard jenkins for the shape of water sam rockwell three billboards willem defoe for the florida project and woody harrelson for three billboards Rockwell might walk away with this, even though recently it's kind of came about the fact that a part of his character does seem to be having some racist tone stand because it's like he deliberately beat um, an African-American in the movie, like beat them for something. And it's like, well, what are we supposed to say? That he's kind of learned from being a racist from Redemption, doing that movie, whatever. So there's kind of a bit of a hiccup with him. But um, interesting choice with Christopher Plummer, wouldn't you say, John?
0: Uh, I think he'll get it.
1: You think Plummer's going to get it?
0: Because he didn't get it at the Golden Globes.
1: Okay, he didn't get it, but Plummer himself actually has an Oscar.
0: Right, but they'll probably give it to him one more time. Okay, I, I mean... see. I see them like eventually giving to him one more time. Like there has to be, and I and he did very well in 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 this movie. Like yeah. I as a as all the controversies has happened with this movie, and I've seen the movie. During, after the, when we went off break, um, which is the movie I want to talk about, uh, yeah. it's, it, it, there's something about the performance in that movie that's like, holy shit, it's really good. You know?
1: And to just just to juxtapose on that, from what I've read from Ridley Scott interviews, it's like, yes, yeah, AC kind of went for a more lower, icy, cold performance, whereas, if I believe you told me, with Plummer, It was kind of a 50-50. He had moments where he seemed like he was good, but then he just basically had a a I-don't-give-a-fuck type of mood about a certain situation. Mm -hmm. Because if you look at, obviously, the two trailers, like, when they ask him, how much would you give your son? Spacey was like... And Palmer was like, nothing. It's like, yeah, that was kind of... it It was straight to the point, and it just... It showed that cold nature without kind of being flashy, like how Spacey technically was. Yeah. So, but as I said... You know they say Rockwell might because he's won all lot. Even though I seen bits and pieces with Woody Harrelson and it's like, oh god, can we can we give some love for Woody? I mean the man's been working for so long. He really is such like he's it's, the way he portrays himself technically, like with his characters. It's like yep, he really works his ass off. But I guess at that point with everybody else is kind of a whatever. Okay, moving on to best supporting actress, Allison Janney for I Tanya. Uh, <laughs> Lori Met- Metcalf for Lady Bird Leslie Manville for Phantom Thread Mary J. Blige for Mudbound and Octavia Spencer for The Shape of Water so Jenny most likely will walk away with this because she's been killing it with every single award show they've been giving her the awards no, like literally all the time and you know it's again that certain situation where she's been working so hard she's a character actress somebody even said that she was somewhat the female version of J.K. Simmons because she's been a working actress and this performance really stood out So it's like, you know what? She gets it great. Spencer has an Oscar. Um, Mary J. Blige, it is so nice that she's getting recognition. And the fact that Mudbound is technically a Netflix film, so it's nice that they're kind of upping their game and getting the recognition. The actress for Phantom Thread, great thing. And Laurie Metcalf, that's an interesting choice. You want to know why, John? Why? Because she's the mother of a character on the show that won't be mentioned.
0: Oh, God.
1: Yes. Not the decent-ish or the kind of more interesting young Sheldon, but... The obviously precursor she is basically Sheldon's mother which interesting fact if people don't know her daughter actually plays that character in that show so it's kind of an interesting thing where mother and daughter can share the same role but um, I saw bits and pieces well I actually saw the trailer where she's arguing with uh, the main character about like oh you're gonna do this you're gonna do that and then the chick just throws herself out of a moving car she screams I'm like you know what she gets an Oscar for that or a nomination I would buy that because that was such, like she was like so like oh my god with eyes open and everything but uh, again this is kind of like a lockdown for Janie, which I don't mind. She's phenomenal. I loved her in a lot of her previous work. I think the last thing I saw her that I thought, like, she's like Simmons and even to Richard Jenkins from um, Shape of Water. Like, she doesn't necessarily give a bad performance. Even when she does her dry humor, she excels. So, I think she's going to get it. Anyone want to comment on any of those choices?
0: No, Nope.
1: All <laughs> right. Moving on to Best Achievement in Directing, which I'm just going to say, when the whole thing at the Golden Globes and Natalie Portman saying all male nominees, it's like I appreciate that burn but um, honey that be, be just, just you know a little, less, a little less, a little less Um, Christopher Nolan for Dunkirk Greta Gerwig for Lady Bird Guillermo del Toro for The Shape of Water Jordan Peele for Get Out and Paul Thomas Anderson for Phantom Thread
0: oh, this is a hard one
1: well, I'm gonna probably put down the odds by saying guess who's been getting the majority of these rewards Oh. Guillermo del Toro.
2: So you think they're going to give it to him? Most, I hope like, gets it.
1: most likely due to the fact that, you know, with del Toro, he was nominated before, like, years ago. Like, yeah, like, like ten years ago for Pan's Labyrinth, which, you know, was the for best foreign language film. And I'm like, I'm sorry, I never saw the film that won that year. But freaking Pan's Labyrinth, there was such a love and labor. And that's the thing about del Toro that I think people recognize, appreciate, and adore him for. The fact that if it's either Hellboy or if it was something like Pan's Labyrinth and even with Pacific Rim he puts such a love and labor into his films that it's like yeah and look at like Christopher Nolan and Jordan Peele and even to an extent with Gerwig and Anderson it's like yeah these are filmmakers who put genuine love in making these yeah. movies
0: that's why Obviously, that's why it's said it's hard Sorry, yeah
1: man. i no no it's fine because but again he's been sweeping it i would say no fancy anderson paul thomas anderson he's been nominated he hasn't won he's been nominated so many times even though he did great with, like, There Will Be Blood and Boogie Nights and whatnot, but I'm like, I I just feel like your time will come, but this isn't it. Gerwig, I was generally happy, because it's like, okay, I know they're doing the woman thing, but the film Lady Bird has been getting these strong reviews, and it's like, okay, that's kind of a good thing. I mean, obviously we can kind of comment with the Wonder Woman thing, but we're saving that for the end. Thank God they threw some love to Jordan Peele. Because even though that was his first feature, it's like, thank you, Academy, realizing that this man did and again what do we want with directors and films to do something a little different and original if you can because even though originality they say it's dead you can find originality in some way and these right. guys the, the the gentleman and the lady were able to do that so believe me I would love anything to say like I would say I wish they can all get it I would my personal preference would be like hell Nolan Peele Del Toro I'll even
0: give Gerwig um, but you know what yeah my, my, my pick would be Peele because the only reason is because I went to see Get Out in theaters and I was like a fan <coughs> from the beginning of that movie. Amanda, did you ever see Get Out yet or no?
2: Uh, No, I haven't. Haven't.
0: Please, she's please she's do. Afraid.
2: No, she's I'm not, not afraid. afraid.
0: She's not afraid. What <gasps> was it?
1: <laughs> I remember all the reviews were, everyone's like, damn, mo- most white people are going to come out this looking guilty. And it's like, oh, interesting thing. There is a college course about the movie now, which I'm like. That that's dope. I know they have somewhere for zombies, but now they have for Get Out. And like how around, to
0: make a movie around that setting? Well, it's no, especially about what Peel put
1: into the script and how he portrayed it. Like with oh, the, like, okay,
2: right, okay, movie. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. they have like a Harry Potter course too? I think, <laughs> no, I
1: think I think they actually have one technically in London or the UK. <laughs> Where it's basically about like the the, the the religious and philosophical and the fantasy elements that Rowling did. I mean, there are courses like that, but specifically for certain universities. But believe me, I, I actually saw Get Out right before I left theaters, like matinee, and I was happy because I was just I'm like oh my god, oh my god, like it's. I,
0: it... I I was lucky enough to see it day one. Ran from my work, uh, ran from my work at that time, and ran right to our favorite theater, and I was like, holy shit! Wait till Ben sees this
1: yep and then I think I remember when it was just getting to awards and it came on I put on Facebook like best film of the year bar none because at this point I'm like yep because this is what I want in movies and personally you know what I would I, I hope one day I can make a movie this good so moving on original screenplay Jordan Peele for Get Out uh, Greta Gerwig for Lady Bird Kumail Nanjiani and Emily V. Gordon for The Big Sick Guillermo del Toro Vanessa Taylor for The Shape of Water and three billboards, I believe three billboards won. I really don't want it to win here. I would rather it be, you know, Get Out, Big Six, Shape of Water.
0: If 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 it does, if Get Out does not, if if Del Toro wins for best director, and if if he if he wins for best director, and Jordan Peele does not win, they'll give him the screenplay.
1: I want that. It's like you know they'll what? give
0: him the screenplay.
1: Give Del Toro the best director at least. But give the the, the, right, the right one for Jordan Peele. Because, again, when it comes to scripts, it is such a balancing act. Peele did what he did great. Again, all these scripts look like they did great. At least and Nananjani, especially with that subject matter of interracial relationships. Again, again, same thing with Get Out, technically. But that was more comedy than technically what Get Out had. But that's what I would want. It's like, if, if obviously, if Del Toro wins, please give it to, to Jordan Peele. Give the man the credit he deserves. And I cannot wait for his next film. I think he said he was going to do something of a similar nature but something different. I'm like, yes, please, yes. And I think he said he technically retired from acting to focus on directing. I'm like, you know what, man? I'm all for it. You know, if you do go back once in a while, that'll be amazing too but stick to your directing because you got the prowess. Amanda, any comments?
2: Mm, Nope. (laughs) All
1: right. Best adapted screenplay. Call me by your name. Logan. Molly's Game, Mudbound, and The Disaster Artist. Might be between three things. It might be Call Me By Your Name, Molly's Game, or The Disaster Artist. Because of the fact, obviously, when it comes to Molly's Game, that was by Aaron Sorkin. And you know how much people love Aaron Sorkin.
0: Yeah, they'll probably give that to him for that. Yeah.
1: Disaster Artist, because, I mean, I saw it. I loved it. I loved, I it.
2: loved it too. Yes. <laughs>
1: It was John. John, he has to get the DVD or Blu-ray. I say DVD first, and it's like, "Okay, is this worth buying Blu-ray and 4K? If they ever release on 4K, let me let me let me get the lower format and then see if it's worthy of the bigger format." I don't
0: touch DVD anymore, really. Okay, so, so uh, just Blu-ray. No, it's yeah. just Blu-ray. Oh, yeah, I could probably rent it. Yeah, that's the thing.
1: So, but basically, those might be the three favorites technically. But how ama- interesting is it to see Logan in this category?
0: Very very happy.
1: Like, me too and what was your whole thing on it? So that one reason they did it was because it, it technically defied the convention of the superhero thing and managed to ground it enough to make it more aesthetic to like saying it's a western, it's a thriller it's a redemption story in my opinion I think J- Mangold technically said he looked at films like Unforgiven to do Logan and it's like yeah this is the change of pace we at least want to a degree with some of our superhero films and at least give some love for Logan so that's what I think any thoughts on that?
0: Well, can we. Are we done doing the things? or? Um...
1: Well, um, after that is basically all the other stuff, which I figured we could throw like a comment or two, but these are like the main ones. All
0: right, well, this goes into what we're going to talk about for the Wonder Woman thing. The reason, people, the reason why Logan's in there and Wonder Woman's not is because Logan is shot different, Logan is. The story is very different. Wonder Woman. As much as I love the fucking movie itself, I really do. It's still Wonder Woman is still considered a superhero movie. From a from p from start to finish, it's a superhero movie. Logan is very different. Logan is not a superhero movie.
1: You also have to look at the fact, like you know, as you said, it is a It does the conventional origin origin story, but we're not break. We're not. We're not saying Wonder Woman is deserving the end of the day it did it well it did it better than the previous yep. DCEU films yep. and let's face it it did it good because it played it it didn't have to go let's let's kind of just be frank the Ghostbusters route where they really hammered in on like obviously trying to present these women's and the cause and right
0: the nerd, exactly
1: the nerd culture no it was a woman who was in a different world she right. fought against the norms she embodied everything that Wonder Woman did and the story itself you know pretty much was straightforward again nothing wrong with that especially when you're doing like the first female like at least of that scale a female-led superhero film with that budget and that scope and just just to touch on that because i know we we're gonna wait till later when it came to that it's like okay i figured at least it would have gotten like you know technical nominations at least for that sense but you know it's like okay you know what at the end of the day it's i say you know what it is a little sad but they got the win to say they did the first real superhero, superheroine movie and did it well. And even though people are going to say, well, it didn't get shit from the, any of the award shows, I'm like, doesn't matter. It has that prowess and it doesn't need awards because it's got its fans and it's going to continue to move forward because everybody involved with that knew what they had to do and did it well. Amanda, any comments on that?
2: Uh, yeah. Uh,
1: we said what we, we said what you would have probably said
2: yeah <laughs> okay all right no well, i'm just, do just... That. <laughs> hey okay. weapon
0: no no it's fine man you're all good okay. um
1: okay so basically let me just again we're just gonna skim these because we figured by shaping whatever cinematography blade runner 2049 darkest hour dunkirk mudbound shape of water cinematography big thing is uh first female to it... ever get nominated for this mudbound what do you think with this one who would
0: you think is going it? to? Ooh, it's da- for me. It's it's a tie between uh, Dunkirk. Uh, uh, really Dunkirk, but I am in the middle of watching Blade Runner twenty forty something, and it's a t- That's why I was going to say it was a. T- it's a tie between Dunkirk and Blade Runner. But,
1: yes, I, but what do you think?
0: No, go ahead, go ahead. You yeah, same say?
1: here, same here. Again, maybe they'll show love, more love, The Shape of Water, but I'm like, hell. It, it, Roger Deakins has been nominated 14 times, so maybe this will actually be his time.
0: Right. For
1: Blade Runner. But Dunkirk, obviously we know Dunkirk, and Mudbound, great for the nomination. I don't know how the film technically fares, because i got to watch on Netflix. Darkest Hours, whatever. Okay. Costume design.
2: Tale is oldest. Oh, God, no. I I hope he gets it.
1: (laughs) That, Darkest Hour, Phantom Thread, Shape of Water, Victoria and Abdul, between... Best Beast or Shape of Water. Possibly Phantom Thread, but it's the tie between those three.
0: Yeah, I, I have a feeling uh, Beauty and the Beast might get that.
1: Okay. Um, well, these next ones are have, like, the choices, which I figured, okay, maybe this one will kind of get John whatever. Okay. Sound mixing, obviously, making the movie, music, and whatever sound good. Baby Driver, Blade Runner, Dunkirk, Shape of Water, and The Last Jedi, which... It's interesting especially with the black that movie's has that it got nomination. I don't know if it's just out of love that the Academy's like it's just so grand and spectacle. It's like okay.
0: And Ben knows what I'm going to say and who I'm going to pick out of this. All great picks, all really all great picks in a way except for the one. Yeah, uh, I like uh, uh, say legitimately... it's every- it's for me it's baby driver.
1: I would think Baby Driver too. I would say hell if this could get one nomination like that, it can earn it. Like at least everything minus Last Jedi has a legit shot, but heavyweight might be Baby Driver and most likely Dunkirk or Shape of Water again. But yeah, okay. Film editing: Baby Driver, Dunkirk, Itonia, Shape of Water, Three Billboards. I would like to please exclude at least a point Three Billboards and possibly <coughs> Itonia. Leave it to Baby Driver, Dunkirk, or Shape of Water.
0: But wait, wait, wait. Didn't I say the sound or the editing went to Baby Driver? I think I said... No, this was mixing. This was basically how they balance out the
1: music and the No, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. But didn't I say editing goes to Baby Driver? Well, editing is actually the next one. It got
1: also nominated for editing and mixing.
0: Hmm. I would say both, but...
1: But this this one's for film editing, basically. Right,
0: yeah, but... uh, Oh, well, then I would say Dunkirk.
1: Yeah, I would say I would want to say like either Baby Driver, Dunkirk, or Shape of Water. Right. No disrespect to Itania through billboards, but come on, come on. I'm gonna say that. <laughs> Sound editing again. Baby Driver, Blade Runner, Dunkirk, Shape of Water, Last Jedi. Everything excluding Last Jedi, unfortunately. <laughs>
0: okay. I had I had a feeling when we walked out of that theater. I'm like, uh, when we walked out of that theater. And nobody talked and nobody said anything I said to Ben. I looked at Ben when we walked outside. I'm like, this is not going to be good.
1: <laughs> okay. I got a, well, just a comment on that. It's like, yeah, I thought I figured we'd walked out and it's like, I enjoyed it, but it definitely had its problems. And then when you watch it again, it's like, okay, now I really see what the problems are. So, <laughs> um, okay. Uh, again, almost done, like four more. Uh, best it's achievement in visual effects. Blade Runner. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Kong Skull Island, War of the Planet of the Apes, or Last Jedi? Uh, game
0: for oh everybody. boy, yeah! Everybody I did. Everybody.
2: Into the Galaxy Volume Two. Okay, everybody
0: did good in that department. Uh, I would say I'm going with War of the Planet of the Apes.
1: That or Blade Runner. I would say either those two because I know they like mm-hmm. they did some like um, grounded effects for Blade Runner, but between that and War, it might get that. So there's that. I uh, don't think anyone cares too much about makeup and hairstyling because it's movies we haven't seen okay uh, best original song uh, don't kind of care unless you want to talk about The Greatest Showman okay musical score Dunkirk Phantom Thread three billboards Shape of Water Last Jedi between in my opinion Dunkirk or Shape of Water
0: mm, maybe, maybe Shape of Water
1: I would think so, too, because that one he actually did – interesting enough, he did two – did he do two – hold on. i got to see which ones he did because I was like – oh, no, I, I'm, I'm thinking of something else. Well, hold on. Let me just see what he was nominated for. Oh, wait. Well, this, this guy actually won an Oscar. Well, what did he win for? Give me a second. Hold on. Stay with me. Uh, he won for the best original score for Grand Budapest Hotel – And he actually been nominated several times with one of those being Fantastic Mr. Fox, which is one of my personal favorite stop motion films. There's others that are great, but that one I actually enjoy. I love the music in that. He did The King's Speech. He did Argo, Invitation Game, and Shape of Water. So, you know, he's definitely a particular uh, type of composer. Interesting enough, he's from France. So I'm like, yeah, that's interesting. And the reason I said, okay, I was confusing him because I think Marco Beltrami was nominated that same year he was nominated for Fantastic Mr. Fox. For um, the Hurt Locker, which I definitely love the Hurt Locker score. Uh, just so you know, folks, me, when it comes to preference for music, if I have to listen to something, I definitely love listening to film scores. I'm movie guy, love it. I think most of my
0: CDs that I do get is that. So me just, too. Yeah. Me too. I, okay. I, I'm, I'm actually to the extreme. I actually go on the sites and uh, order the expansion soundtracks. I know yeah, Ben so. does the same thing, but like I really, I I actually showed Ben the one site that we found. With, it's like a store where you can just buy all the soundtracks in the world you like you love.
1: Yeah. So it's between those two, which is funny since again they were nominated that same year. He got um, Fantastic Fox, and uh, I think uh, Hans Zimmer got nominated. Let me just go back real quick, and then I want to ask John's particular opinion about something, which I'm pretty sure he's gonna like. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, he actually was nominated. Hans Zimmer was nominated that year. He got for Sherlock Holmes, interestingly enough. Mm. So that's a good mashup. And the winner of that year was uh, this guy for Up. They also had James Horner for Avatar. And then, like I said, Marco Beltrami for Hurt Locker. And the reason I bring up Beltrami was because Beltrami actually scored the original Scream. So that's why I say that. But do you think with John Williams being here, it's kind of like, you know what, Williams? We love you. You're great we're giving you this regardless. you think it's kind of that. Like, it's not necessarily out of pity, but it's like, you know what? John Williams technically can't do no wrong. I'm pretty sure he has some shaky material, but it's kind of like, you know what, Williams? Yeah. Because there was one particular thing he did with the score, and I don't give a shit if I'm spoiling anything. Uh, you have that moment where we get the fact that when Kylo Ren and Luke go at it, and it's Luke's force projection, and he basically ends it with a see-you-round kid and disappears... Ren realizes he just got played, and the trumpet thing goes dun 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 nah. dun
0: dun dun, dun nah. Oh, that part, like, yeah.
1: <laughs> that part was like to me. I'm like saying, you know what? With that score, that really felt like a Star Wars moment. At least with what they tried to do, is like that definitely felt like a Star Wars moment with the trumpets. Yep. So I say that, but moving on. Don't care about best short. Best short documentary short subject, documentary feature, foreign language. I think I, there's two final ones. Let's do best achievement in production design. Beauty and the Beast, Blade Runner, Darkest Hour, Shape of Water, Dunkirk. Between Beauty and the Beast, Blade Runner, or Shape of Water. Yep. Dunkirk. Dunkirk was Dunkirk. Darkest Hour, have yet to see. So, let's get to the one where people, last one, where people are pretty mixed, if not find something's controversial about the best animated feature film.
0: Oh, God, no. Uh Uh-oh. No.
1: Okay. We got Coco, Ferdinand, (laughs)
2: Loving
1: Vincent... Which, actually, I did see parts of that. I'm like, that does look interesting. Because I think it's hand-drawn, if I'm mistaken. And the Breadwinner, which is also hand-drawn. Like, we gotta really kind of bring back hand-drawn stuff and show that some luck. Because that is such a lost art. But when it's done superbly well, it's done. And last but not least... The Boss Baby. Really? uh, People were... Well, one reason why that this kind of let out... You do realize you could've taken one of the more not grand choices, either Ferdinand or Boss Baby, and given it to a film that got acclaim, was funny, enjoyable, family film, actually for what it was, well animated, but has the stink of being involved in superhero dumb, the Lego Batman movie, which I'm like, it's probably just that bias, the fact that it presents itself as a stop-motion film with the Lego aspect, and the fact that it is a Batman superhero property, where the bias came in. No disrespect to Ferdinand or Boss Baby, technically.
2: It's I liked just... the, the Lego Batman movie.
1: That was it was awesome. Dude. Oh I, god. No, I'm just saying that, that's kind of where the whole thing of like people are like, is there really a fucking point to have the best animated feature film where, you know, they kind of have this thing where it's like it's basically kind of this whole Disney or, or Pixar show. I think technically uh, it was they had uh two people who didn't win who who won those years. One was Shrek, if I'm not mistaken, and then the other one was uh Hayao Miyazaki film, a uh, Princess right. Mononoke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So,
0: but again, Coco, I see, I see Pixar winning this.
1: Yeah, Coco. I think because Coco obviously has a lot going for it, whatever. And the guy won up. I think he won up, and for Toy Story three, so it's like okay. And that is the nominations for this year, which is kind of like, you know what, you have some choices there that are genuinely interesting, but obviously with a lot of things going on, and with um, John's least favorite host coming back, which I'll even say, he didn't technically do a bad job last year, but with the way things went, how is he going to do this year? What is that? Jimmy Kimmel.
0: Oh, fuck off. <laughs> Whoa.
1: And I come into the fact, like, look, with last year where obviously we were getting into the whole thing with politics and the way he plays it out with certain times of politics, it's like, okay, I get the jokes. Uh, You know, him and Damon still going at it, blah, 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 which I don't know if that's going to continue on this year and whatever. But do you think, obviously, with all this going on, do they need to try to play it smart and say, like, okay, we can kind of go a bit of the political route, but we kind of need people to want to enjoy watching this because – you know, it's, it's, it's getting, like, too heavy-handed in certain degrees. Like, don't get me wrong. I give, you know, performers and people the chance to kind of speak their mind and speak the truth. But the way things are going, it's like, you do realize this is why people are getting the ire of it. It's like, you know, we don't want things to be overtly politicized, which is a hard thing because, you know, people want to get their say or people want to feel like they joined the cause and all this stuff. It's like, I think even Gervais, I'll go with him. He stated that if he had hosted the Golden Globes over Seth Meyers, he would have kind of called out the Me Too movements. Which is like, he's that type of humor that will go there. I'm pretty sure he'll do it to a point that, yeah, he'll push some people's buttons, but he won't really go that nasty. Would you agree, John? Mm. But, so you're not sure about that? <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. I No. Okay. Know.
1: I, I mean, it's this kind of thing where it's like, look, at this point, we could stand on certain things, we can agree on certain things, but it's like, some people even say, like, look, things are kind of getting, you know, so overtly with it that, you know, maybe the show's kind of lost the point of what they were supposed to do. Like, why are these films nominated and why do we love the movies? Again, I might be overthinking these things or probably putting too much emphasis on them. Believe me, I'm just like, whatever. But when it comes to this, it's like, you know, going back to stuff like, say, with um, the Wonder Woman controversy and whatnot and, like, all this other stuff that like um went on with certain choices and whatnot do you think this also has a play with like what netflix recently said like how certain critics or certain people are losing the trends of the audiences and that's why you know it's kind of like yeah they don't get it like do you think that's what it could probably be maybe I mean, I'm speaking very loosely on that sense. It's like you know, again, it's kind of a tricky subject because again, you have most film, you have most movies that get released around this time because they're story oriented. So this is the best time for them to get that showcase. Um, fuck, what, what was I was thinking of? Like one particular one that was supposed to come and go or something, but a uh, fuck because there were people were surprised, like there were some snubs and whatever. But we, we we're not going to get into the snubs. But um, any further comment when it comes to the show and how are we prepared to watch it when it ha- airs March fourth?
0: I'm gonna dread the day because I'm gonna have to sit there for what is it four hours
1: so three, three and something I mean hell I think it could probably redeem itself if it does another hiccup like last year when it was La La, La Land and Moonlight because that's probably the one thing that I'm like you know what even though it was a majority a, a major fuck up but it's like you know what that was enjoyable
0: oh yeah and, that was funny <laughs> and uh this was posted one hours ago I'm looking on I'm looking through YouTube and um somebody says Cloverfield 4 is already done filming
1: yeah I read that too and we're gonna get into movie news um but j- right, just to say well. that, no I was gonna say because we're gonna get to updates and stuff but it's like but that's pretty much it it's like you're gonna probably because when it came to the Golden Globes I kind of muted it turned it like kind of just looked away sometimes I'm like okay whatever so again hopefully this one will try to be engaging I don't know if it can but it will try to be engaging so again, that's all I'm gonna say for that any final comments
0: no I'm good Amanda? I'm okay. I'm good. All okay. Right.
1: So thank you for listening to that part of the show. Now let's get into something that I think both John and Amanda really want to itch to talk about. Um, it's a little thing that I think if I'm being quoted right from, you know, Mr. Camille, is the fact that, guess what? It did succeed in what it was supposed to do, which I'm talking about a little TV show
0: oh, called well, Stars. Well, we're not done yet. That was the thing. I was going to announce that. Um, we are two episodes left, right, Amanda?
2: Uh, I think so. I will check IMDb.
0: Okay. Basically. while you check, but Okay, I'll. Um, basically, we are two episodes away from, well, two episodes left of Star Trek Discovery. And I said, let's go down through the whole episodes and review it in another episode, which when, when Star Trek Discovery is all done, we are going to review it on here on Movie Confessions. Which um it went from a lot it went from a lot of hiccups to a lot of yes, no, we're starting it, yes, we are, no we're not, and and I was on the I was biting my fingernails hoping and praying that it was gonna be good and not sucky or, you know, ham fisted with shit and all that all that bullshit and then half and then when we leave for mid season finale, which I'm not gonna say anything until we do the review, and then we come back it became a Star Trek show. Legitimately. It was a Star Trek show when we came back from the mid-season finale. <clears throat>
2: and yes, we do have like two episodes.
0: <laughs> so after those two episodes, we're going to do a full in-depth review. What was our favorite characters? What did we like? Where, where, do, we think, where do we think it's going to go? So we're going to have a little thing.
1: Okay, so... And
0: you're going to have to listen to us splooge, okay?
1: Okay, well, uh, most likely I'll just kind of throw my headphones off, be like, let them have their moments, and maybe I'll just say like, oh, wait, 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 what did that say? No, I'm kidding. Uh, But going to just one quick thing about that, Mm -hmm. because one common complaint that people had when this was going on, like the production and what they were purportedly seeing Mm -hmm. was, is the show going to be more favored towards at least general audiences and try to like be... Cool and sleek and sexy. No, nope. or, or would it go down this actual Star Trek route and have well-written stories, allegories, metaphors? That well, type
0: of it's stuff? it's it's very weird because like the first what was it three episodes? I would say it eases the the casual audiences in, right? And then like the like afterwards, it's like for the fans. Like no matter what, it's like it's for Star Trek fans, right? That's yeah, how I got yeah, out of cause... it.
2: I'm not spoiling anything because we haven't had finale yet, so <laughs>
0: <laughs> but like just by like the basically the first three episodes, it's to ease the fan, the casual fans in. And then by the fourth, fifth, whatever, then it's like full blown Star Trek mode. It's like allegories, this, that, the third, everything. It's great.
1: So because one thing I do remember was one of the original people who set up a lot of stuff with discovery and wanted to be the showrunner. He had started his career working, I think, on Next Generation or Enterprise or one of those ones. Wanted to go on board,
0: but certain... What Brian, uh, What was his For... name? Brian... Um... Filler?
1: Fuller. Yeah, Brian
0: Fuller. Okay, basically what happened was he wrote the first two, like, semi, like, first two episodes, right? Yeah. And, like, halfway into it, they let him go. Because backstage stuff, basically. I'm not going to get into it.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, basically, it was back behind-the-scenes troubles, and, you know, he he definitely even said, yeah, he would have dropped all his stuff to work again on Star Trek, but you know, it was obviously politics as usual, but anyways, when it comes to, um... When it came to, obviously, that stuff... you said, like, because people, wasn't also another thing people wanted to know, like, oh, is this, was this, a, like, they, I think they said early on it was going to be in the prime timeline. And right. People, time, yeah. But
0: yeah, basically people were worried about if it was going to be part of the prime timeline or the Kevlin timeline. They said it's going to be part of the prime timeline. It's 10 years before Kirk, dot, da, dot, da, dot, da, dot, dot, right? Yeah. And where we're at right now, I'm, like, pulling my hair out, like, literally, and, like, Going, saying, like, toward, like when we're, at, when we're finishing up each episode, like, as we're Where finishing up.
2: Where the fuck up, are we? <laughs> well, not even
0: that. Not even that. I'm not even saying that. Like, holy shit, what are you doing? And it's so awesome. That's what I'm saying in my head. So, it's really cool what they're doing. It's like, the, it's like really flipping on its head, but.
1: Cool, I was gonna say any other final comments because again, I will in fact watch it mostly because my dad actually has almost the entire season saved on our DVR. So, or I might invade Camille's um, very private sanctum of Camille. Like it's basically like the Darth Vader chamber where he goes to recuperate and revive. Yeah, I know. Uh-huh. So, <laughs> but um, any further thing people should know at least before you get into your in-depth analysis in regards to Discovery.
0: Nope, I'm fine. I want to save it until we're done. Yeah, until we're done.
1: Okay, so uh, obviously we got our big stuff out the way. So, do we want to try to see if there's any interesting like news to talk about, or we're just to kind of wrap things up?
0: Nah, not really.
1: Well, we did mention, with Fear Four said to be in the can. How do you feel about the fact that it seems like Netflix is pursuing hard to get? Uh, God's Particle on Netflix. How do you feel about that?
0: Um, well, people, guard God, God, particles is Cloverfield Four. Uh, I'm fine with it. I'm excited for it, as the big Cloverfield fan that I am. Um, I'm really excited for it. I'm just exci- wait. They said Cloverfield Four, didn't I? Didn't they say it? Well, he. I think. Hold on,
1: I'm looking it up because I think originally God Particle is the third. Third one. one and he said he wrapped the fourth one
0: so they're both done
1: yeah like he filmed basically two movies back to back he's got God's Particle there let me just see something Hold on. holy um,
0: shit all how, right. the
1: hell, how the hell are you
0: going to say this is the fourth one and you don't have the freaking third one right already? that's what I was like I'm like wait 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 what but no all in all like I like um lately Netflix has been trying to get into the horror now uh with uh, uh which I was going to recommend which I'll say right now uh, the movie Open House. Um, I don't know if you've I,
1: seen... I, I saw that. I liked it, but then I didn't kind of like it. I don't know why. Don't Maybe
0: don't it. tell me. I haven't seen it yet. Okay, well, you might
1: enjoy it, but again, there was just some things that were off. So just just go in with like not big expectations, but with like okay, right. it might be B movie ish level. I'll say it like that. Good B movie ish level. Right. Okay. So, but. Um, just let me get to the thing, um, a fourth film in a franchise, codenamed Overlord, recently completed filming, and is currently set for release in October this year.
2: And God Particle is April
1: 20th. That's if, I guess, the whole thing with Netflix or whatever, but
0: who knows, who knows what's going to happen. I don't care, like, at this point, I don't care where I see it. That's the thing. Yeah. I don't care if I see it in the theaters, I don't care if I see it on Netflix, Amazon, Hulu, wherever. I just want to see the fucking movie.
1: Well, with that one, Overload, Overload, over, Overlord, 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 uh, Overlord, is basically in 1944. Two American paratroopers are shut down over Normandy in the midst of D-Day invasion, and they discover that the Nazis are using supernatural forces against them. That <laughs> that, that sounds that, that that yeah that yeah. Which is funny because you think they say technically Cloverfield is kind of their film version of the Twilight Zone, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yes,
0: they were trying to do that. Yeah, they were they they basically. They were they have acknowledged that they they acknowledged it after 10 Field Clover Lane came out, and like they I was like, oh, okay, I see what you do, even towards the end, like at the very end of the movie, I was like, okay, I see what you did here,
1: yeah, and I honestly like that, even though right now I think they said the big um Twilight Zone esque show we're getting is Black Mirror, which I have yet to see. But it's like yeah, that's there and they've been trying to get a new Twilight Zone movie done, but at this point you have all these competitions like yeah, they would need to do something really distinctive for um, like Twilight.
0: What is the description for the third color field?
1: Let me go to that. For God's Particle. Okay, a oh,
0: oh, God Particle.
1: Uh early marketing, it's still the early marketing thing. This is a team of astronauts aboard an international space station find themselves alone after a scientific experiment involving a particle accelerator makes the Earth vanish. When a space shuttle appears, the the space station crew must fight for survival following the horrible discovery. Uh, This month, it was reported that the original plot device of a God particle may have been removed from the story. So...
0: I don't care. Mir- it still sounds interesting.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking it's like okay, maybe it was that particular thing, but I think the particle accelerator thing still might be a point. But again, it
2: sounds like Dead Space to me.
0: <laughs> yeah, it does. But you know
2: yes. what? It's
0: still, it's still, and,
1: and Life was technically Alien, but done differently. Oh, or, or purportedly, it was going to be the Venom, the Venom prequel.
0: Oh yeah, Life. Well, I enjoy Life. I actually have it. No,
1: li- Life is good. Life is good. I liked it too. I liked the pace. I liked the fact that we saw Deadpool obviously uses dramatic shops, even though he's he's still Deadpool in a Ryan Reynolds suit.
2: This shit's gonna have nuts in it.
1: <laughs> so, um, but yeah, hopefully, when it comes to these movies, they'll figure it out. I would love to see it in theaters because they originally were planning on doing IMAX, which I'm like, yes, please, yes. I mean, we I don't. I did we see? Uh, Ten Cloverfield Lane in a regular theater, or was it at a? I no, did,
0: no, no. I yeah. saw it. I saw it in the theaters. I saw it like the day. I don't know if it was Thursday or the Friday when it got released. I I wanted. I I actually asked you to go. You were busy, and I said, "Okay, I'm going. I'll tell you how it is." Yeah,
1: and I think I saw it in another theater, and I was just like, you know what, this is good. This was good regardless. So
0: yeah, um, but still, still. I mean, I love, I love Ten Field Clover Lane, but num, the first one is still my favorite. Not because and, not because it's a shaky camera, found footage. It's the story within, you know you... Can we
2: est- sorry John, but can we establish what is that thing that is that an alien? What is it?
0: Oh I've well
2: seen the movie so many times
0: we still don't know, but well well, technically we could go we could make a whole episode out of this. Basically, um uh, the guy um John Goodman's character actually works for the company that was working on the the thing that they found in the river, right? And this oil rig, and actually the girl who is passed out in the first movie, right? Yeah. She was part of it as well, and she was drinking, I think she drunk drunk something she wasn't supposed to drink, like from the, the, the company and stuff. It's all this, like, weaving in, like, you have to like look up in the backstory and stuff, and it explains a lot. Uh <clears throat> No, but just the reason why I love Cloverfield is th- what I just explained. It's all the backs, the background stuff that happens. You know, like you watch the movie and stuff, and then you're like, "Why is he like this?" And then you find out there's a secret website and this and that, and so- there's a whole video on it. I have to find it and give it to you guys.
1: Uh, <coughs> it's like also, I guess, just to kind of wrap it up. It's essentially. Mm-hmm like, looking into the viral marketing, which is essentially fun, because then it gets a bigger sense. And there's mm-hmm. some, and there's some, um, films that do the viral marketing poorly, but Abram seems to know exactly how it goes.
0: Absolutely, yeah.
1: Okay, even though I know what your fucking response is going to be, I gotta ask.
2: Duke Nukem being played by... Fuck off! <laughs> nope, I don't think so.
0: Nope! Nope! Does not compute does not compute stay the fuck away from that it will always 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 be the voice actor in my head
1: okay so it's essentially just a fact like the the um, the david hater keeper sutherland situation yeah like, it is it is yeah. the same
0: situation yeah
1: so, so let me just ask what if they said we're gonna get the voice actor to dub over john cena Would that outfit anyway actually
0: it might
1: well, unfortunately, obviously, Cena wants to be the next
0: Rock, and it's like, no, oh, Mr. Hypocrite, Mr. Hypocrite himself,
2: Cena's the hypocrite. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, I'll come back to wrestling. Well, how about like retire and uh, take your little uh, girlfriend with you? Oh,
0: or uh,
2: how about? Speak, or or about, wait, wait, wait. Or wait, wait, wait.
0: How about? How about? I'll never do what the Rock did. I'm WWE. I stay here. Uh, look what you're doing. You're doing the same shit. You're walking in the same footsteps as the, what The Rock did.
1: And, uh, remember, he was in a video game movie, The Rock.
0: Yeah, I know,
1: but... I know, it's kind of like a black stain on, like, everything he's done, but it's like, you know what, he probably did it because he wanted to be edgy and whatever, but back at that time, and still, unfortunately, till this time, people don't know really what to do with video game films. And it's like, you know what, who knows if we'll ever get the a real good one, but... It's not going to be Duke Nukem. It's going to be. I don't even think they can even do the balls of the wall craziness those games are known for. Technically, with this movie, it's like well, well
0: probably... Duke Nukem is hard. It's really hard to do because it has to be. It has to be rated R one and it's borderline NC seventeen. It's and because of, of that, the ladies. <laughs> yeah, awesome. it is. It well, is.
1: On top of that, what about doesn't he have like a brash machismo personality? Technically, Duke isn't that kind of like wouldn't mm-hmm. it off put people technically?
0: Well, yeah, he's like, I I say that because like, yeah, you he's like, it. hey he's, and stuff like that. I'm like, okay, all right, you <laughs> die for the jackpot, jackpot. Because if you remember
1: from um, what was the last game so eloquently called the Duke Nukem?
0: Don't mention it. Anyways, there was Duke the
2: Nukem Forever, which I own. I'm sorry,
0: <laughs> I own it too, but John,
1: for- John forced me to keep my copy.
0: Well, He's saying, this was, you.
1: I remember, it's a beautiful disaster, you need to keep it.
0: Actually, yes, I did say that. Um, but actually, the, the, one that's gonna, the one video game that's going to, in a way, break the mold this year is Tomb Raider.
1: I want to believe in that too, even though I still see those stupid-ass criticisms of things. And the reason I hope it breaks the mold is because it's like, okay, obviously it's following the reboot game where it's not, obviously, the old-school vixen, like, Miss Pompous, whatever. It's about her growing into Laura Croft, where in the game, she goes through struggle, she's still kind of afraid, and then she gets to toughen up. But this one, I feel that with Alicia Vikander and what the filmmakers are doing, is like, yeah, she essentially has somewhat that toughness, but she ultimately owns it going forward. So it's not like she's not struggling or scared, it's just like, I gotta be smart, I rather gotta be dexterous, I can't let fear get to me. That's what I get from Vikander's turn, and it's like, you know what? I'm on board with this because it technically takes from the game. It does something different. Let's hope the action and the stunts, even though most of it looks like it's obviously going to be CGI, which it has to be. Let's just hope it it is entertaining because nobody's expecting anything grand from Tomb Raider. They just want what the well, at least the original one with Jolie was at the time was fucking fun. At least this one, it'd be fun and maybe a little
2: smart. But uh, Ben, you... can I uh, interrupt you? No, you can.
1: Uh... I'm going to give you a good solid 200 minutes to interrupt me. So go
2: i'm sorry uh i casting choice for Lara. they should have went with miss daisy Ridler, ridley because she looks like the video game uh reboot Lara croft not alicia vikander
1: <laughs> john any kind of rebuttal or anything
2: about that mm,
0: well,
1: i mean it, that's the thing it, i think it was honestly scheduling conflict and the fact that they didn't want to shoot themselves in the foot where it's like okay uh we actually could
0: get... actually both both ladies look like young Laura, like from that that era like from the video games that they're doing i could see why amanda would go with date da- daisy ridley but the choice that they made actually it's it's a safety net for them that's why you think even ch- child that she's an
1: oscar winner no
0: they just played it safe
1: yeah, and it's like, okay, they could, she could, really could have probably brought in Star Wars, but then people would have probably criticized him for being too sane. That's where I stand with that. It's like, look, I, I love Vikander. I think she's awesome. And let me just ask, did you know that she was originally a frontrunner to play Snow White in the Charlize Theron and Chris Hemsworth version of Snow White and the Huntsman?
2: Huh? Alicia Vikander. She,
1: she, <laughs> she, 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 it was between her and other actress and Kristen Stewart. They were the top choices.
2: Oh my uh, goodness. Kristen Stewart who cannot fucking act.
1: Well... Uh, I think obviously because they figured she was a safe bet since she had Twilight at the time. But
0: people were moved... still people were still on the Twilight bandwagon.
1: But let's be re- let's just give Twilight one thing: we never got Twilight. HBO probably would have been more like more reluctant to kind of greenlit True Blood. It's like you know what, vampires are sexy. Oh, Paul, didn't you recommend this? go ahead, give us a pilot. Give us...
2: Yeah,
0: that's the one. That's the one upside. Like if it wasn't for twilight in a way and people saying oh i want my vampire which which coincided with true blood being greenlit
1: yeah and then i'll say one other movie let me in with um um directed by directed written by matt reeves like those are the two big examples of yeah with the twilight craze we got some good stuff out of that and it's true blood and let me in so but finishing off the point with the candor and whatnot i do see amanda but at the end it's like you know what she has her franchise let's find another person to compete so that we can have a safe net um i'm trying to find like at least a couple ones ones i know you just wanted to sprinkle on before you finish how do you feel about your favorite film getting cast with deadpool if i think i mentioned to you before that they're going forward with the clue remake with ryan reynolds a star
0: Mm. is it going to be just like the original
1: they have no word, basically. They're still trying to figure out what route they want to do, but as of now, he's the only known cast. Oh.
0: <sighs>
1: it's kind of like the Pennywise thing. Tim Curry put his
0: stamp on that movie and left his legacy there. It's, Especially... one, of my, it's one of my favorite movies. It's one of my favorite that movies. That is a good
2: movie, Clue. Oh, my God.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so there really is no, um, no more real
1: word on that. Uh, I doubt, I'm just saying, I'm just going to say, I doubt you want to talk about Detective Pikachu. Since no, Ryan could,
2: no, since thank Ron, you.
1: Well, Ryan Reynolds is going to be in that, but let's move on. Again, I'm, just, I'm only going to go back a little bit more just to see if anything is of note that, again, I guess. See,
0: see, see, Amanda, he's torturing us. He's purposely torturing us.
1: Hey, you're, you're going to torture me in the future with just, uh, with, um. What? Discovery. discovery. Yeah, I know. If I wanted
2: to get tortured, I'd rather go to Cary, Ohio. Ah, <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs>
1: good one. That's a fun torture. It's not a a, a good torture. <laughs>
2: yeah, go, go visit Eddie for a few days.
0: Uh, inside jokes and Easter um, eggs boy. for the podcast. <laughs> yep. yep, yep.
1: Um, and I think I'm gonna most likely end it here. Oh, well, no. Yeah, I'm gonna end it here because I don't think you want to know that fucking story. Mm, well... Well, well, well. You, you want me to tell you it? No, but well, okay. is it bad? Is it what? It, it deals with a certain book about a certain figure and how it's, um, you know, fake. Huh? What? Book figure fire, fake. Fire
2: and,
1: fire and fury.
0: Um.
2: Oh, okay. Oh. What oh. is it, Amanda? Tell me. Oh, the the whole, uh, uh, and I'm gonna say... Oh, oh, yeah, I got it, I got
1: it, yeah, I got it, I got it, I got it, I got it. Oh, God, no, no, theories, no. Which, I'm gonna just say one thing. Um, Mr.
2: Asshole in charge.
1: Well, hey, guys, I know you want to capitalize on this, but we're kind of getting something similar. It's called Our Cartoon President by Stephen Colbert. I think that's gonna fucking piss him off already. You don't need to piss <laughs> him off some <the> more.
2: <laughs> uh, I love it, though. <laughs>
0: Uh, I did say this to Ben. I think we were talking about it before we started recording a week ago. Didn't I say, like, in the other hand, like, as much as I'm not behind it being a movie, it would be an interesting movie to see, right? What, the book one? Yeah. Uh,
1: Oh, it's going to be TV. They're shopping around as a TV series.
0: Oh, a TV series? Oh, well, then fuck. That that
2: ain't going to do well. Yeah, that's going to piss them off even more. Yeah. Yeah. Well, absolutely.
1: At this point, let's let's just be whatever at this point, and yeah, other than that, because I just want to see John's opinion. But anyways, that seems to be most likely it. I mean, again, we could kind of go over stuff, but whatever. But anyways, uh, as I said, we're there. We're probably gonna come back with movie reviews for the time being, and then John and Amanda will do Star Trek Discovery. Talk about that. Again, we're we're not sure what technic- if we're gonna continue on with the ice. In case you missed it, thing just now, uh, just for right now, because we're still trying to figure it out. But that's what to expect uh any final comments i'm good i am good all right well thank you for coming back people to listen to our nonsense and hopefully
0: we'll bore you with some more nonsense this is ben this is john j fry
2: this is amanda and
0: And we are signing out of here goodbye Bye. bye